Well, good morning. Uh, if you could do me a favor, if you are um, a veteran, if you are currently serving, if you are a family member of someone who is a veteran or currently serving, or um, have a family member who's lost their life in uh, serving our country, could you please stand for a minute? We want um, to recognize you. We want to say thank you. We want you to know that we are grateful for everything that you do and have done for us. And while you're still standing and still clapping, I just want to read the verse um, from America the Beautiful that Roger sang over you. It says, Oh, beautiful, for heroes proved in liberating strife, who more than self their country loved, and mercy more than life. America, America, may God thy gold refine, to all success be nobleness and every gain divine. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. My name is uh, Pastor Jeffrey Melvin. I am the kids and family pastor here at Lake Hills Church. So I have the privilege of hanging out with kids birth through fifth grade on a regular basis. Uh, we just wrapped up VBS at the beginning of the month of June, had hundreds of kiddos running around this campus, so that was a lot of fun. Um, and then this past week, I had the privilege to be able to go to Beach Week in Orange Beach with 124 teenagers and 40-something leaders that Whitney was telling you about. And it was incredible, guys. It was absolutely the best week. And I learned so much about myself. I learned so much about your students and your kids. I hope and pray next year that you are begging to be a part of Beach Week and VBS. That, that is your prayer. It's like, I want to go. Because I learned a lot of things this week. And there's a few things I want to pass on to you right now um, that I hope really sink in. Um, and hope that encourages you to be a part of it next year. Um, the first thing I learned at Beach Week is after 14 hours on a bus overnight with 52 high school students, I am not cool. <laughs> I am not relevant. I am old. And I don't care. <laughs> after a week of VBS, I learned that kids get tired and cranky. I learned that my kids get super tired and super cranky. And honestly, I get extremely tired and extremely cranky. Um, I also learned from this week at Beach Week that everyone, and I mean everyone from like the age of 10 and up, should be a requirement law. You need to wear deodorant, okay? <laughs> deodorant. Have your quiet time with God in the morning and then put your deodorant on. All right? Especially the guys in Phoenix 6 in my room in 6608. Deodorant goes a long way. Right, Cole? I saw you in here somewhere. Um, and then the fourth thing I learned is that my wife, Cody, is a rock star. Um, she, she does so much. She holds down the fort. She makes me look great and all of that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, make sure you do get a chance to sign up for Beach Week or VBS Leading next year. It's worth it. It really, really is. It, uh, God will change your life uh, through it. Um, boys and girls, where are my friends at? Where are my, my kiddos at? Awesome. Today, we are going to dive into the book of Galatians with our moms and dads. 
And I know you've had a month off of school so far. Today is July 1st. Guess what that means? School starts next month. (laughs) School starts next month. But today, because we're about halfway through summer, we're about halfway through your time off of school, I want to educate you a little bit um, on God's Word. And one word in particular that we're going to talk about today, and that word is freedom. Freedom. Boys and girls, say freedom. 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 All right, moms and dads, you can also say freedom. Freedom. There you go. Just messing with Um, Freedom is defined. I'm going to read you the definition of the word freedom so everybody's on the same page. Freedom means not under the control or in the power of another, able to act or be done as one wishes, no longer confined or imprisoned. When I think about the word freedom and when I think about experiencing freedom, I have one memory that comes to mind that just stands out so crystal clear to me. I had graduated from college. I bought my first house. I was making six, I was making three-figure salary income in this house. Cody and I started dating. We got married and At that point in life, I was feeling so much freedom. I felt like the years of responsibility, the years of hard work were paying off, and I was now able uh, just to be free. We were able to make our own decisions. We were able to go where we wanted to go. Um, People trusted us. We were doing well at work. She was doing much better at work than I was. She was probably in the three-and-a-half-figure salary at that point. But we had all this freedom until... August 21st, 2008. No, 7. 2007. August 21st, 2007. We brought my daughter Riley home from the hospital. You can relate if you are a parent in here today. What I thought was freedom was instantly gone. I had this cute, adorable little nugget that I was now responsible for raising. Um, I can clearly remember that first night. I remember like, oh, we got this. Ah, we don't need my mother-in-law. She can come see us tomorrow. We wanted to come into the house by ourselves with the dog, let the dog smell the blanket, get used to her. Um, But after two and a half hours, I felt like every bit of freedom that I had ever been given in life was gone. And now I was... Stuck holding this crying, screaming baby. There was nothing wrong with her. There was nothing wrong with her. She was screaming and crying. To this day when she's screaming and crying, there's usually nothing wrong with her. It's just a character trait I think she's developed. But that's great. We'll embrace it. Um, And I remember holding her watching reruns of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air at 3 o'clock in the morning. And then I decided, oh, you know what? I'm going to take advantage of this time and I'm going to work out while I'm holding her. So I would do lunges. Up and down the hallway, passing the laundry machine. And I realized that in that moment that I could do one of a few things. I could um, get angry. I could get resentful. I could sit here and watch all the freedom that I thought I had learned um, be thrown away because I was imagining this as a burden. What I thought was a burden... What I thought was taking away my freedom was actually an experience and someone that God gave me so that I could actually live in more freedom by experiencing the love of Jesus. 
God gave me that little child <laughs> to make me feel like they stripped away all of my freedom. <laughs> to remind me that because of Jesus and through Jesus, I can experience more than I ever would have imagined when I don't give in to the burden that I was facing. And so we're going to look today in the book of Galatians. And we're going to talk about freedom. Galatians is one of the books, uh, it's a letter that Paul wrote to the church of Galatia. Paul wrote a bunch of other letters. He wrote to um, the people in Rome. He wrote to the people in Corinth. Um, he, the four books that I always stick together in my mind the, in the New Testament that Paul wrote are Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, and Colossians. And it's so easy to remember because God eats potato chips. All right? If you ever wonder which order in the New Testament Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians fall, God eats potato chips. You won't forget that. If you walk away with only one thing, you know the order of four books in the New Testament today. Um, but in Galatians, Paul had helped uh, start this movement of believers, this church in Galatia. And if you read about Paul's life, Paul, there, all these churches, his, his goal was to um, tell everyone he could come in contact with about Jesus. Um, through Acts and into these letters. And the book of Galatia, the letter was written to them. Uh, about 14, in the chapter 2, it tells us, you know, 14 years later or so after he started this church, after they started this movement, he writes the letter of Galatians. He writes this to them. And I can imagine how hard this must be for Paul. He does not have Instagram to keep up with what people are doing. He cannot turn on e-news and see how are the people over there acting. He does not have text messaging, obviously. He doesn't even have a car to hop in and run down the road. So I can imagine how bad things must have been in order for it to get back to Paul and for Paul to sit down and have to write this letter to remind them of a few things. The first few verses of chapter 1 in Galatians are really nice. I mean, Paul seems like a great guy, like somebody that I would want to write me a letter. Um, I got, he says, you know, greetings, how are you in the name of Jesus, I am Paul, I hope you're having a good day, yada, 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 so nice. And then verse 6, he changes his tone, completely drops the hammer on these people. I got on the screen, in uh, chapter 1, verse 6, he says, I am shocked that you are turning away so soon from God, who called you to himself through the loving mercy of Christ. You are following a different way that pretends to be the good news, but is not the good news at all. You are being fooled by those who deliberately twist the truth concerning Christ. So after he said all these great, nice, awesome things to him, he then proceeds to tell the people that you are acting a fool. You're acting a fool. You read the first two chapters of Galatians and it reads like a John Grisham novel. So cool. So easy. But then you start getting into chapter 3, 4, 5, and it starts getting a little heavier. It starts getting a little more complicated, maybe, boys and girls, if you're reading it. Um, but the main theme, the underlying tone throughout the book of Galatians, and the reason why Paul wrote this letter, was because the Galatians, the people of Galatia, they were giving in, they were turning back around to a life of bondage, to a life of being enslaved. So we talked about freedom. We read the definition of freedom over here. Okay. Now all of a sudden, Paul is seeing and noticing 
that the people of Galatia are completely turning their backs on the freedom that they had and that they were given when they gave their lives to Jesus, when they started following Christ. They're turning their backs on it and they're becoming enslaved. They're becoming held in bondage. And Paul is writing them to say, hey guys, wake up. Wake up. One, you're living your life and you're trying to live a life for Christ by following the old laws of the New Testament, Old Testament, the, old, the Mosaic law. You are trying to basically, and this is me paraphrasing this, skirt around what Jesus did for us on the cross, okay? And you're trying to live by the old laws. And these old laws were all about being the right person, doing this, doing this, doing this, doing this. They get all into, well, if you're, if you're a Christ follower, then you must be circumcised, and you must do this, and you must do that. And Paul is saying, wait a minute. Wait. So you're all, hold on. Let's talk. A life lived in Jesus and for Jesus is based on freedom. Is based on being able to experience all of the good that comes from freedom. Not living a life under control and bondage and being enslaved to life. All right? Paul is saying, this is why Jesus came. Not this. But these people, you guys, have so quickly migrated and moved from living over here to now over here. And over here, there's fighting, there's confusion, there's frustration, there's anger, there's resentment, all right? And, and they're, they're, the religious leaders of the time are mad at these people because they're not following this law. And, and all of a sudden, they just keep getting further and further away from the way God designed them to live and the way God designed us to live in relationship with him. And that is in freedom. Now, freedom does not mean going out and making every stupid decision you want to make and living however you feel like you choose to live. Freedom, when it comes to a biblical sense, is understanding that living a life for Christ is freedom. Living a life that looks like Jesus, where you act like Jesus, where you're experiencing Jesus, is freedom. Because when you're in that moment, you're going to experience grace and forgiveness. You're going to experience love. But over here, when you turn your back on the freedom, you're now walking yourself into a life that's filled with bondage and someone holding control over you and, so, and your sin and just the weight of the world bearing down on your shoulders. And I think if it's important enough for Paul to tell the people of Galatia this, then it's probably pretty important for us to learn it as well today. We're talking all about freedom. This week, you're going to see freedom everywhere. You're going to see um, American flags up more than normal. And they're a symbol for us. They're to remind us of the freedom we have, of the freedom of speech, of the freedom of religion we have in our country, of every good thing that we receive from living in a free country. But today, I think God is giving us the book of Galatians, this letter that Paul wrote, as also a reminder and also as a symbol for us that every time maybe we see a flag this week flying that we also think to God's word, to the book of Galatians, that we, God created us to enjoy and live in every freedom and every good thing 
that he came to offer and gave to us through his son Jesus, not living in the bondage of sin and being held captive and held back from experiencing it. So today, I'm going to give you two takeaways. Now, here's the deal. I know most pastors have three points, but I'm the holiday pastor. And so today, today you're just going to have two points. All right, maybe there'll be two great points. Um, you maybe get a third one on your own reading, okay? Um, but two points I'm going to give you today that come straight from God's Word, straight from Paul, what Paul wrote to Galatian, Galatia. It's in Galatians 5, chapter 1. So if you want to flip over there, Galatians 5, 1. Don't worry about it if you don't have it. Um, we're going to put it on the screen. Um, it says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. Boys and girls, guess what time it is? Oh, no, it's not peanut butter jelly time. It is, <laughs> if you were at VBS, you know what I'm talking about. It is memory verse time. All right, so boys and girls, I need you to stand up. I'm going to teach you this verse real quick. Boys and girls, stand up. I'm going to give you some hand motions. I hope you remember this verse. Moms and dads, you can uh, watch and learn along. And do it. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to put it back up on the screen so Pastor Jeffrey can see it. All right, you ready? It is for freedom. Okay, you ready to do it with me? It is for freedom. That's right. That Christ has set us free. All right, so ready? Let's do it again. It is for freedom. That Christ has set us free. And then it goes on to say stand firm. So stand firm. Stand firm. Face that bull. Stand firm and do not let your ourselves, so we're going to stay in here for a while, and do not let ourselves be burdened by a yoke of slavery. You got it? You think we can do it? All right, you ready? It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm and do not let ourselves be burdened by the yoke of slavery. All right, you can sit down. Good job. Good job. Okay, but our two points that we're going to take away tonight, come, this morning, come from that Bible verse, straight from God's Word. The first thing we're going to do um, that I want you to take away and remember um, is stand firm. Paul tells us to stand firm. In the, in the Scripture, about towards the end of it, you'll see the word again. Circle that word, underline that word. Highlight it, whatever you need to do. The word again in Galatians 5.1. Because the people were free. Sorry, freeze over here. The people were free. They've wandered over here to not freedom. Okay? And Paul is saying, hey, you know what? Don't do that again. Don't do it again. Christ set us free. Christ gave you everything you needed when you died on the cross. And so my encouragement is, don't do it again. And here's how. We're going to stand firm. We're going to face that bull. So I want to say, if you're here today, um, regardless of, of what's happening in your life, um, maybe uh, you've experienced the love of Jesus and you've experienced freedom, but you've kind of found yourself migrated over here to where you find yourself um, attending church. You're here today. Um, you, you're, you're basically um, kind of just surviving. And... You're enslaved. You're, you're being held back from so many different things happening in life that you're not able to experience the freedom that Jesus gave us, that you experienced before. You've kind of let that again 
happen to you. And I want to tell you today, God's word tells us, stand firm. And what I know about humans, and I know what I know about creation, is we are strong, resilient, courageous people. God made us to be strong. And we can overcome and we can do more than we think we can. When we say, hey, you know what? I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to stand firm in God's word. I'm going to stand firm in my relationship with Christ. I'm going to stand firm in not allowing the sin of my life or the burden of my life or the bondage that I've put myself in, 95% of it is based on our own decisions. We know that, okay? Based on the decisions you've made. But we're gonna, we can stand firm and say, hey, you know what? I'm not going to be that anymore. I'm not. I'm not going to allow the headaches and the stress of life that is putting me in bondage happen anymore. No, I'm going to stand firm and I'm going to believe that God's got my back. That I can overcome and be more and experience freedom like I never have before. Because I am standing firm with God on my side. I'm going to stand firm. Luke 12, 7 tells us that God knows every hair on our head. He's numbered the hairs on our head. So if he knows our hairs on our head, we talk about this in kids a lot. Then God knows that you are strong enough to do this. You are strong enough to stand firm to experience the freedom that God has to offer. The second thing we're going to learn in there, is uh, don't be burdened. That's a hard one. It's one thing to stand firm. It's one thing to stand firm and say, hey, you know what? No, mm -mm. I'm not going to allow, I'm not going to allow maybe past decisions, regret, sin, way I live my life. I'm not going to, no, I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to experience everything that God has for me. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to face that bull. Watch out. Here I come. That's one thing to do that, but it's a much harder thing to not be burdened by it. Burden is all of those emotions, <laughs> all of those thoughts, all of the things that we just eat us alive, all those things like um, frustration, resentment. Uh, maybe you're in a, a bad relationship and someone has made um, horrible actions or decisions towards you. Maybe you've made some bad decisions and the weight and that burden of the way you've lived your life is causing you to not experience the freedom of Jesus. But here's the thing. Don't, the Bible tells us don't let it burden you. Don't let it weigh you down because God's desire is for us to be over here experiencing that freedom. I kind of want to be like Elsa and frozen, and just let it go, let it go, can't hold it back anymore. I mean, seriously, let it go. Experience it in Jesus. Turn to your neighbor and say, stand firm. Now, okay, now choose to the, your other neighbor your second choice and tell them, don't be burdened. All right. For some of us, standing firm is going to involve uh, getting involved in a Bible study. You know what? Hey, I got, I, got, I got to get my life back on track. I got, to, I got to get some concrete things happening in my life to help me get out of the burden that I'm feeling and the weight of the slavery that I'm in. And I need to get over here. Maybe it's getting in a Bible study. Maybe it's um, joining a, a life group. Maybe it's serving. Uh, maybe it's uh, just asking somebody for some help. 
um, when Riley, our daughter, our little one, when we were doing the lunges up and down the hallway and watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, um, we, we finally had to realize, hey, you know what? I can't, I can't do this on my own. That God gave us this little girl. God gave her to us. And you know what? It's my responsibility now to raise her. And so we didn't know it when we were doing it at the time, but we made the decision to stand firm. To know that God's got this, that God has put people in our life, that God has surrounded us with the tools and what we needed to help us experience that freedom. But then don't be burdened comes into play too with Riley because I could have been so frustrated with her. I could have been so resentful towards the fact that my so-called freedom was now gone. It could have negatively affected our relationship. But I chose not to allow that burden of what I was feeling to weigh, us, weigh me down. And you may be here today and you found yourself so far away from freedom. Your, your burden. And, and let me tell you also this. Your burden and, and living being enslaved and burdened by life. And not standing firm may not be debt or financial decisions or relationships or anything like that. It may just be your washing machine broke and your car broke down and your dog got sprayed by a skunk. And, and instead, instead, and I know that sounds silly, but it's, it's real. Okay, it's real. What happens is all these things just start piling up on us. Okay, and, and we allow them that the burden of life and the burden of all of these things happening to us just slowly pull us away more and more from enjoying and finding freedom in life that God wants us to have. And before we know it, we're way over here and not experiencing any of that freedom. And that's where Paul's letter comes in. He says, hey, guys, again, don't fall into it again. Okay, get back over here. Get back on this side. Know that I'm with you. Stand firm. Don't let that burden weigh you down. Because when Jesus, when Jesus died on the cross for us, Jesus actually took on all of this burden. He took all of this weight that we find ourselves living in, and he took that on himself. He said, hey, you know what? I love you so much. And I love you enough. I want you to experience full freedom of everything that I have to offer for you in life. I'm going to take this from you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to die on the cross for you. So you don't have to live in this bondage anymore. I want to, he's saying, I want to do this for you. So I can set you free. Free to experience so much good and be strong enough to stand firm. And when Jesus died on the cross in that moment, that was the dividing line for us between freedom and bondage. That was the dividing line for us between how the Galatians were living their life following rules and getting just caught up and doing the right thing. And can I, am I good enough? 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 Um, the dividing line was that, hey, you know what? No, we're not good enough. And Jesus understands that. And he's going to die on the cross so we don't have to live this life anymore. 
And I hope that this 4th of July week, that when you hear freedom, when you hear um, the Star Spangled Banner and people singing songs about America, and and we are celebrating our freedom, I hope that you also um, remember um, the freedom that God gave us, that he came and sent his son Jesus to die on the cross so that we're not stuck living over here. And that when God gives us, puts situations in our life, like a three-day-old baby up and down the hallway doing lunges, that we're able to stand firm and that we're able not to take on that burden because what's going to happen is we will quickly and slowly allow situations and stuff that's happening in our lives to slowly pull us further and further away from the freedom that God gave us if we allow it. But we can stand firm and don't be burdened and experience all that God has for us. Let's pray together. And everybody's got their eyes closed, heads bowed. Um, today is today's a good day. Today's a, a, an opportunity and a day for us to experience freedom. And there's, there's two groups of people in here today. People who, one or the other, have experienced and had a relationship with Jesus and felt that freedom and are struggling with living in the freedom and not being held control and bondage by their sin and the weight of the world and being good enough. And then there's another group of people who've never experienced the freedom that Jesus gives us. The freedom of choosing to follow him, to have our sins forgiven, to have our lives made new, to be set free from life and from our decisions. And so if you're here today and you're one of the first people who've given your life to Christ before but find yourself just been pulled so far away from freedom in Christ, I'll give you a moment just where you're sitting to say, hey God, I'm sorry. I get it. I need your help. I'm going to make the decision to stand firm today. I'm going to make the decision not to be burdened by the weight of my actions and my decisions. I'm going to get better. I need you to forgive me. I'm going to move over into experiencing freedom. Tired of the weight of bondage and sin. And then some of you today have never made the decision to choose to follow Jesus. The Bible tells us in Romans 3.23 that we're all sinners, that we all have sin in our life. We all make mistakes. And the Bible tells us in John 3.16, we sang about it, Stephanie and Roger sang about it earlier today, that John 3.16 tells us that God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross to forgive us of our sin. We, so we admit that we have sin in our life and we believe that Jesus died on the cross for us. That's all great, but we, the Bible tells us in Romans 8 that we have to choose to follow Jesus. And when we make the choice to ask Jesus to forgive us, to ask Jesus to be our Lord, to be our Savior, to have a relationship with us, we are choosing to leave behind our old life and choosing 
to live a life in freedom. And if you're here today and say, hey, Jeff, I've never made that decision. I've never made that choice to follow Jesus. I've never experienced that freedom of having my sin forgiven and living a life that God honors. And you'd like to make that change today. Will you just, everybody's got their eyes closed, their heads bowed. Will you raise your hand for me? Just, I just want to acknowledge you. And while your hand's up in the air, I just, just quietly pray in your, to your heart, to, in God, to God in your heart. God, I know I have sin in my life. I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. And today, I choose to follow you. I choose to give my life to you. I choose freedom. It's in your name we pray today. Amen. So if you have your hand up, as you put your hand down, we want to put our hands together for you to say welcome home. Welcome to the family.